Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode was brought to you by the following patrons. Jace Pack, Sex Caliber Bones a lot. Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Alyssa, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boise, Jeremy, Ali, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out in the woods and try and hunt werewolves daily. Uh, hit record. Everyone hit record. Okay. I'm recording this uh, because Mikey has chosen to complete the episode as as the wolf filter on Zoom. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I am your French god, Juma Pell, omniscient. Bienvenue au horror version, je m'appelle Paige. Oh, me amo Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm your horror version, Todd, which means I don't like watching scary movies, but you guys make me watch them sometimes. And this week, you all made us watch Brotherhood, Brotherhood of the So was this the first time you guys had seen this movie before? It was my first time today. It was my first time as well, Paige. Mikey, you'd seen this before, right? Yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah? I was a big fan of it. I saw it, uh, it got a lot of like buzz, and so I saw it on DVD, I ordered the DVD and really liked it. You ordered the DVD? What, is the, what does that mean? You didn't just like go pick it up? No, I don't think I could. I think you had to, I think I had to order it. Yeah, I have some fun facts, but there's some uh, weirdness with the distribution of this movie where they pay a lot of money to distribute it in the United States, and that kind of limits how it gets distributed in the United States for a while. Interesting. I would like to point out, I know none of the listeners can uh, hear this because it's an audio medium, but Mikey discovered Zoom filters today. So we are <laughs> all in our Zoom call wearing berets for the French. Yes. <laughs> this is a very <laughs> French movie. In fact, I think I watched this last just because you would, you had seen it both before I had watched it. Right. So I was like, is this whole movie in French? And Paige was like, yeah, it is. And I responded, fuck. Fuck, with like 20 U's. <laughs> but I liked it. I got super into it, though. I do think it had like severe some pacing, pacing issues. <laughs> but man, I really loved the story. And I mean this in like not a bad way, but it felt sort of like real life because when you thought it was ending, there was like 
an hour left of story. Like yeah. they don't yada yada anything in this movie. No, and I sort of no. dug that. I dig it because it swings big. I mean, this movie's got it all, first off. Oh yeah. It does have it all. It's got a chain bone knife sword. Roman Catholic conspiracies. That make no sense. Yeah, you don't need to make sense. It needs to look cool and it does look cool throughout the film. It does look cool. It does look cool. You know what doesn't look cool? 2001 CGI wolf, whatever that was. It doesn't look as bad as a lot of the movies we've done afterwards with CGI, though. I will tell you that much. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> It looks terrible. It does look terrible. but It looks better than The Mist. But we, yeah, but we've seen worse in The Mist. Yeah, that's true. It looks about as bad as The Mist. Yeah, but I sort of dug this movie today. It's not super scary. There are like some tense moments, which really the only moment that I felt like was really sort of scary tense was when a no-name character falls into what is clearly a human trap to retrieve a lamb and then she gets killed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The build-up to that is sort of tense. Sorry, I just looked over at myself in the Zoom call and I look ridiculous. This filter needs a baguette as well. <laughs> it does, it does. But I dug it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love the conspiracy. I love the fight scenes. I, there's like a love story, a super confusing conspiracy you know like fake missing arm like it's got it all really and it's like it really goes into it it's like the video game movie you never had yes because in the slow pacing it feels like you're doing side quests on some level it does they are like side quests yeah i mean and, and like he's doing his own thing and i guess you just had more time back then because they're like we need you to go do this thing you have Six months to go do it Like the yeah. deadlines back then Yeah Much looser We're gonna send you to Africa In six months I'd be like what? I have No <laughs> I have to go now I'm not gonna wait six <laughs> months Are you insane? No no Six months is when you leave No I, I You know I think Yes the, it, it does meander But like it, it, it creates a world That is not True France And back then But it is A fun world To go play around in I think and I like the main character's pizzazz. I mean, like, he's like Han Solo of, yes. like, colonial France. And then he's got Manny, who is... I'm not going to say he's Chewbacca, because he's better than that. I was so mad when he died. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert. He's very angry. I was very upset. I was like, the only American in this movie, of course he gets killed. Oh, that's really funny. They spent the whole <laughs> movie building Manny up in a way where, like, you like him more than the main guy. Like, yeah. by a magnitude because you're like this guy's a fuck boy but manny is like fucking awesome and then they fucking cheap shot manny and you feel the main character be like all right i can't fuck around anymore and be a libertine i need to be a revenger teen and then he goes for it <laughs> well he's all of a sudden like a superhero after like i think he was holding back i think manny taught him everything but he was like fucking around because like you know the french fucking around all the time <laughs> well that's that's my thing i feel like this is the most french horror like this is the frenchest a creature feature could be oh, because yes. they're like a wolf's killing people that's great we'll get back to it after we do the mistresses <laughs> like it's they're so ridiculous <laughs> right they're like i know the best house in town let me show you <laughs> let's go i honestly feel like this one movie felt like a whole damn season of the witcher like it felt it like that and I mean that like as a compliment. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah no, I it it really does to the point where like this would have been way better as a TV show, a hundred percent. Although 
it is wild racist and like yeah now here's the thing though they so it is absolutely racist against the indigenous people of the americas however they are pointing out in the moment that this is super racist and it is accurate to what people believed historically at the time back then yeah yes and the he doesn't treat manny like that no however they then establish that manny is in fact some sort of magic with the wolf and then they're like yeah, okay, the wolf magic, but also this guy went to Africa and came back with a voodoo hand and a bone sword, and that's completely accurate to Africa. And you're like, wait, what? No, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> it is wild. This movie is bonkers. But don't forget, he went to Africa because he wanted to fuck his sister, which is the most French plot point I've ever heard. <laughs> this is very, very French. And it's out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half in. It's like, I'm actually evil because I want to sleep with my sister. And you're like, oh, damn. Okay. Jean Poiré. Damn, men will find any way to blame a woman. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the structure of this movie is so insane because the first two acts of this movie function almost like a gothic horror like a crimson peak kind of hey with also with incest but the last act of this movie is pope's exorcist yes. <laughs> like it's just a complete different wild crazy xena warrior princess ass movie but <laughs> in the beginning like in the first couple acts there are things they do really well like camera wise in this movie like that first kill is amazing oh and that dead body looks great Okay, first off, I got to interrupt here. That naked woman becoming a mountain range? Yeah. Best transition we've seen in a long time. I walked out after finishing the movie and Jake was like, what about that? What about when Monica Bellucci's tits turn into mountains? And I was like, mm -hmm. that was fucking awesome. It was. I can't argue with you. Monica Bellucci yeah. sent by the Pope to fuck him to stop the wolf. <laughs> to, to stop the wolf. This movie's great, man. But for all of the cool things it does, it really loses steam once you see the monster because you're like what the fuck is, is that a stegosaurus is it a giant porcupine what the fuck is it yeah i wish they would just remake this movie like and, and not because i want an american remake or any of that shit make it as a series or just redo the cgi you know what i'm saying like you could do the cgi so much better today with today's technology like I want a George Lucas, like, recut of this movie, if you follow me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I will say, I think my favorite thing about this movie is that they wander into town, immediately fight the bad guys, then fight them again, and then at the end, you're like, oh, they're the actual bad guys. It's, it's always who you most suspect. It is. There is no mystery in this film. <laughs> I, I suspected Vincent Castle from the second I laid eyes on his pointy-ass face. I suspected Vincent Castle the first time I watched it, not the whole town, where I was like, he's like, I've got to go back and murder everyone in the aristocratic <laughs> circle except the, the marquee. Well, then it turns into hot fuzz, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just love it. But, and also, it might be Cassell. Please don't send us emails. I love it. I just, there's nothing I don't love about this film. But it, Mikey, when you said it feels like a video game movie, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. 
because it does feel like you're playing through something. I would play the fuck out of this video game. Same. Well, much like The Witcher. You know, yeah. The Witcher's a video game yeah. series, right? Yeah. But if like if there's like a new Witcher that's in like the 1700s version of that world, Come that on. would be pretty cool. Well, it kind of is. I was going to say I was like, "When is The Witcher set, really?" <laughs> The conjunction of the spheres? When is that? It's at a it's on a whole different planet, right? It's an alternate plane of of uh like a fantasy universe. Sphere. It's a sphere. It's yeah. an alternate sphere. Okay, cool. I I honestly had no idea who was doing the voiceover in this movie. And then when it's revealed, it's like the marquee yeah. or whatever. And then we realize that we're watching him tell us this story before he gets taken out and like killed, either beheaded or, you know, hung for being a member of the aristocracy during the French Revolution. It's wild. I don't know why that's there. It doesn't need to be. Why is he the narrator? Why isn't the guy the narrator? I don't know. That's a good book. Talk about burying the lead. Like, bro is telling a story from, like, when I was a kid, when he's about to get killed. And I'm not saying he shouldn't get killed, but... Yeah, for sure. He introduces that in the beginning when he starts telling it, and I was like, oh, is this going to be about the revolution? And it kind of is because of that weird subplot with the book that they don't explain enough for us to understand. (laughs) Paige, they explain it plenty. Listen, the Pope hated the French book club, so he, like, outlawed it, and they lost their minds. Yeah, they made a secret society to kill decadent France, but then they went too far, and the Pope got mad at them. For This movie does not explain this well, but, so, <laughs> that book threatened the king. That's why the king wanted to squash the wolf, squash the book, whole nine, right? Right. But the reason that they wanted to threaten the king is because they thought the king had been too influenced by the Enlightenment and they were a hyper-conservative offshoot of Catholicism. And the Pope was like, we get it, but you guys are taking it too far. So the Pope wanted to put them down so that it didn't make Catholicism look weirder because the the Pope is still trying to work with the king. That's exactly what I said. It's so convoluted. Yeah. It doesn't need to be that weird. It makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense Paige the Pope hated the French book club so he like sent this guy to kill him it's fine love it so he sends Monica Belushi to fuck it over yeah. also it's Monica Belushi not Belushi she's not Belushi. related to the Belushi brothers um Paige we can tell <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> their tits are way better oh yeah no I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, disagree have their tits ever turned into mountains during a soft fade I'm just telling you Monica Belushi is like one of the most attractive people who's ever lived oh she's gorgeous she's beautiful very very she's the most beautiful woman in Italy who can't swim went to France <laughs> yeah but she is from Italy and even her character in the movie is from Italy. Well, she's a messenger of the Pope or under the Pope's employ, I I assume. She's the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> oh my God. She had the job before Father Amort. Yeah, she did it. I think she's technically a sexorcist. hey A sex worker assist. Whatever, whatever. I'm sorry. I do love our Mary Sue protagonist who is a naturalist, taxidermist, oh. kung fu master, weapons master, doctor. Mikey, he is Robert Langdon and this is like one of those novels right like the the king has sent him somewhere the pope is after them like it feels very like Dan Brown novel to me I like the way he does it though because Dan Brown's novels don't fuck around as much as this this guy was libertine in a way that I was like okay he has fun while he's on his missions you know what I'm saying oh yeah I mean 
it is the Pope's exorcist. Because you remember that scene in Pope's exorcist where he's like, I am a lawyer. I am an arborist. I am a, a member of Oprah's Book Club. I am, <laughs> I am a drinker of soda. I am a, a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. I'm the Pope's exorcist. You can take it up with him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We just summarized all of the Pope's exorcist for you. And you know what? Now I want to watch it again. I would watch it again for sure. I want. I can't wait for that sequel. Well, this movie's two and a half hours long, so I think we'd probably just go through it scene by scene. I don't think we should go into it in like great detail. Well, I mean, Mikey, if we cut out just all the slow motion shots, it's really like a tight 90-minute movie. First off, this is John Woo's French film, and Manny's slow motion doves going on around him is needed in the film. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I loved it too. Well, and the the brief moment in time where it's Manny, uh, also Lomeo, basically doing his own Predator movie in the middle of this movie. Love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love that. I need more films. And like, I don't know where they scrounged with the budget for this, but I was like, I need more films of different countries just like taking wild shots because I love this. Mikey, the budget. Oh, I was surprised. This is the alternate history novel, visual novel that I've always wanted. Like this... Because the, there was real wolf attacks in this area at the time. There was. I have fun facts on it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this could be the real story. We just don't know. It's not. It's, it's definitely we, there's just, not. There's just really no way to know. There is. There are records from that time. They wrote it down. Language was a thing. This was not like before the printed word. As we know, there are fucking books in this movie. Damn you, Gutenberg! Wow, what are you going to tell me next, Paige, that I need to be vaccinated? Yeah, you do need to get vaccinated. Wow, big government telling me where my wolves come from or whatever. I don't need a wolf <laughs> vaccine, okay? Well, you shouldn't get that close to wolves anyway. I was very sad to see so many wolves killed in this film because I love wolves. I think they're very fascinating and very beautiful creatures. That made me sad. They're like scary dogs and i love dogs i don't even think they're scary i think they're just smart like freaky smart dogs that are beautiful and streak through the trees clever girl yeah i forgot i'm still wearing the beret filter <laughs> yeah we all took our shit off like 10 minutes ago on pages over yeah. here in a red beret yeah. it's so adorable yeah. little red beret carry a bag at home oh uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> no more beret. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go through it. So we open on the French Revolution for no good reason. It's not going to come back until the very end of the movie, except for part of that weird plot with the book, which doesn't come in until two hours into the movie. Okay, cool. Um, and it's a guy <laughs> with a glass of wine that's like, I know they're going to hang me, but first I've got to write about my friend banging two chicks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> And literally from there, it's just like whoosh into the forest where there's a peasant lady and she's just like, ah, no, running from something that we can't see with crazy Foley. The sound mix on this movie is so bad. It comes back around to being good. It was very 2001, like, yeah, TV show Foley work. Yes. I was like, Supernatural, the TV show has the yes. same level of Foley. It's this movie. They had the same sound effects CD. Yeah. Oh, a hundred. <laughs> um, and she gets like brutally smashed against a rock. And like, I was like, oh, my God, this is good. 
like right out the gate. This is exactly the opening kill from Jaws, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, except it's on land. It is 100% because she's moving around and like she's getting smashed against the rock, which doesn't happen in Jaws, but she is moving just like the girl from the very first kill in Jaws. She oh, is. When I saw that, I was like, this might be intentional how close it is to that. I think it was. It was. They wrote about it at the time when it came out. Oh, did they? Shit. Okay. Plus, the mayor came out and was like, ho, 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 we are not going to close the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have any beaches, mayor. We're in the middle of France. <laughs> the, my favorite part of this film is that when the real bad guy was unmasked, when they took the the little, what is the thing on top of the priest's head? A hat. The hat? The big hat of the vicar, and it was Ratatouille controlling the cult the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, murder the king. Use the knives. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we hear a wolf growl. She screams. She gets tossed against that boulder. She's dead. Yeah. Uh, We get a title card that says, 1764 and then a lot of voiceover that's just like the beast appeared and then a year later it was in more places and it was in this cave and then you're just like what the fuck we cut to two masked guys on horses and a young woman and her it seems father being chased by a bunch of dudes we don't know who's who we don't know what's happening we just know that it is a knockdown drag out fight well i mean it's not really a fight so much as they're just getting the shit beat out of them like they're clearly just running away from these people who are beating them up and so are masked figures and they have like the colonial hats on but their jackets come up to like above their nostrils right so like really all you can see is their eyes it is very like it's very ronin yeah it's like very middle europe like ninja if that's like a thing you can say It's a cool aesthetic. It is. I dug it. It is to the point where until we fully meet Manny, which does take a while, I was like, is he from Japan or China? Like, yes. Is that what this is? Because is this about to be a, a colonial French kung fu werewolf movie because sign me the fuck up yes well Paige, guess what it is it basically so, is yeah because he he hops off that that horse and just bow staffs these fools to death they don't die they run away <laughs> whatever i love i love that he gets off the horse to face like eight dudes by himself and uh the knight just stays on his horse like no believe me yeah believe me he's got this yo i would just be in his way they don't even want the smoke no this guy does not do shit until manny dies yeah. he's just I like know. i fuck around and fuck around and have fun and then he's like spinning swords and crazy shit yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. why he's so mad at the end because he's like shit now i actually have to do my job because my friend who was like a workaholic <laughs> just died. Well, technically, his job's not even to kill the wolf. Yeah. If you're listening carefully, his job is to taxidermy the wolf after they kill it. So they can bring it to the king. They sent him on a six-month mission to just fuck around and drink and have fun until someone else kills the wolf. He just gets dragged in yeah. because he's trying to fuck the bad guy's daughter. Yeah. You know the classic taxidermist turn hero tale that we all know so well honestly as someone who loves ethical taxidermy super into it and also like i like his uh lazier fair attitude until it like really affects him yeah i dug it too i really and like okay i'll say this 
The king couldn't have picked a better taxidermist. We see him do work later on. He's real good. He is a knight. He's a knight taxidermist naturalist. Yeah, he's he's the the taxidermist to the king. Yeah. But also that wolf that he taxidermies at that one point looks metal as fuck. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That that wolf also appears in a Judas Priest video. <laughs> That's how metal as fuck that wolf looks. Oh, yes. He's a good dude. Knight Chirac or whatever. What is his Franck's front walk? <laughs> That's right. What's his name? Paige, do not correct him. French do not correct him. French Simlet. His name is uh, the Chevalier de France. Chevalier, which is knight. Also the, the word for horse. Nay, Paige. Nay. I also like a guy who chases an aristocratic girl, and then when she rebukes him, just heads to the first lady of the evening castle he can find. Okay, well, we we gotta wait till we get there. Let me get there, yeah. because I have some stuff to say. He's the, he's the Dr. Chalice of his day. He's a good dude. This guy's a fun protagonist. It's insane to me that he pursues this aristocratic girl while every night banging another woman, who turns out... To be working for, for the, the Pope? Pope? Question mark? Okay, fuck like, it. We won't it's wait. It's so amazing. I love it. The, the, no notes for this plot. It is doing the most. My favorite part, because it'll take us a while to get to it. And I just, before I forget, <laughs> when she finds out that he has been sleeping with somebody else, and she's like, how dare you? And he's like, and I just have in my notes, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> like, because he's like, no, do, let me explain. I was like, explain what? How you're definitely fucking two people and we've seen it the whole time and you're not yeah. even sorry about it? Let, no, please let me explain. I am friends. I am friends. Yeah. We are not married and you were like, busy or whatever we never had a define the relationship conversation they're not exclusive they then they never talked about they it they were on a break page i didn't argue with any oh sorry i thought you were uh never mind he asked her a simple question she runs her horse off she's a hard pursuit man let him get his uh rocks off with the pope's horse uh what horse assist what the pope's what? Sexorcist. There you go. But I I mean, personally, I was like, I don't know why he didn't just hook up with Monica Bellucci and they could be superheroes for the Pope. I'd watch a million of those. Honestly, I want 20 Brotherhood of the Wolf movies where it's just the two of them gallivanting around Europe. And like maybe even some of the Byzantine Empire in there, like just figuring wolves out. Yeah. Instead, he talked the king to give him a boat, which he names Brother, Brother of the Wolf. wolf and then... Yes. Sails off, sails off with the the girl. Yeah, with the girl who is sworn never to talk about Monica Bellucci with him. I guess for some reason. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird that part. Weird. Well, you don't want to talk about your side piece to you know your wife or whatever, right? No, they're French. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> they weren't married yet. Le Blake. <laughs> it was anyway. Yes, yeah, so uh, they kung fu a bunch of these dudes. Then they set the girl and her husband free. But the people they save are actually bad people. They actually turn out to be the bad guys. And the people they just beat up are the army that was on their trail, I guess. Yeah. So they fucked this whole shit up. They did. I mean, they probably didn't prevent them from 
killing the werewolf or whatever, but they did let the bad people go. They healed the army's horses, and they the army refused to pay because they said that she was a witch because she has seizures, and so they chased them down. Yes. Man, being an epileptic back in the day would have been fucking awful. I mean, not to say that it's not unfortunate and tough to do today, <laughs> but like, like aggressively at the time when they're just like, witch! Possessed! Yeah. Terrible. And this was the enlightenment. I know. They were like, we enlightened this room so we could see her possession better. Yeah. Religion's super scary. You're right. At this time, very, very, very. Uh, anyway, they go to the castle and they meet the Marquis, who is kind of like ruling this area. And he's like, yo, it's not a regular wolf. Everyone says it's a fucking giant wolf, but it doesn't kill men. It just kills women and children, which is wild. Uh, and they're like, but everyone who survived it sees the same same thing. So we're glad that you're here because we heard that you can identify some different animals because you've been to America, a.k.a. New France, a.k.a. Louisiana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where he met Manny. That's where he met Manny. They take them through. They've like set up a hospital for the victims in the castle. And there's a girl who has been injured very badly and lost part of her face. And she's there. They don't ever talk to her. They talk about her. They end up talking to a different girl later because of the side quests. Anyway. Yeah. So they take some notes from the people in the hospital. And he kind of makes this drawing that ends up looking a lot like what the thing looks like later. Yeah. Which, by the way, is it's some sort of big cat in like stegosaurus armor. Yeah. He is um amazing like police sketch artist for animals. Yeah. But I think, okay. I think it's a lion with stegosaurus scales and stuff like like iron jaws and stuff like that because that would that would make sense and I sort of like really dug that in this werewolf movie that we're doing there isn't a werewolf there's no everything werewolf. is explainable in the universe that we actually live in and you know it's just their ignorance and they're like not knowing enough to know that it's not actually a werewolf yes uh, the fact that it's not a werewolf is explainable what's not explainable is the connection that Manny has with wolves and then his haunted hand <laughs> later and his super fucking cool bone sword that we don't have enough information about that we only get to see in that last scene but it's fucking rad it is pretty cool anyway so they they in literally this early scene in the hospital the people in the hospital are like it's not a wolf it sounds like a big animal like a wolf but it's not a wolf it's definitely not and i love that like Throughout this movie, people are like, yo, it's not a wolf. And they're like, we should kill all the wolves, right? And they're like, it's not a wolf. <laughs> and they're like, it's a big old wolf. It's They don't listen. It's Jaws, man. It's Jaws. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen, though. Like, people would do whatever the easiest thing they could do to, quote, solve the problem. And, of course, rounding up and killing all the wolves doesn't solve the problem. No, but it shows that you're doing something. You know? Exactly, yeah. Like, the people who are like, not doing their job well so they pretend to do something so it looks like they're doing their job well yeah we've all seen it yeah i mean it's exactly what happens a little bit later when the king sends someone over to like pretend like they killed it yeah which this sounds terrible because that is not a great plan because it does keep killing people but there is a part of me that's like as the king 
I fully understand that plan where you're like, if I, if this is just hysteria. Well, he did send an actual group to kill it for real for like six months. Yes. He only fake kills it when it starts getting like out of his control. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Anyway, so they find out that there's been another victim. So they're going to go examine the body. And this is where he meets the army and realizes that like these, he has kind of roughed up the people that were trying to find stuff oopsie daisies yeah but i do want to point this dead body looks amazing and i know that's a crazy thing to say but like no it's good effects every mm-hmm. from an effects standpoint fucking expert it's yeah wildly good all of the practical effects yes. and the fighting are great yeah are good yeah which is why i, I really just want someone to like re-CGI this movie because everything else is like perfect. Yeah. So, and and they do say that they had filled her body with poison just in case yeah. the beast comes back to feed again. But so far, nothing. But they do describe what they saw because they have actually seen it in the forest and tried to shoot at it and nothing happened. Now, we will find out it's because it's wearing armor, essentially. Yeah. And that's why... You know, yeah. it's essentially like a lion in a tank cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running around with like stegosaurus spikes. That's like horse armor. Yeah. It's it's honestly like really cool. It just doesn't look great. Yeah. Because it's 2001 CGI, you know? Right. So they go back to the castle and this is where they talk to a bunch of the nobility that are all kind of like buddy, buddy, buddy. And they're talking about all of the different plans that they've had. Like some people thought they should dress up soldiers like girls to see if it goes after them because it seems to only go after women and children. Right. And then somebody else says, I heard the Pope sent a spy, (gasps) which at the time you're like, what? And then by the end of the movie, you're like, that actually happened. But they're basically just sharing stories about the beast. Uh, But this is the first place where he meets Marianne and he kind of like, catches her eye by getting rid of the dude that's talking her into a corner so that she doesn't have to talk to him anymore. I love that. I mean, he goes over there and the guy, he learns from someone else at this like shindig that the guy who is cornering Marianne is like an author, a famous poet. He's a famous poet. So he walks over there and goes, Oh my God, it's amazing to meet you. Like there aren't many renowned authors about, I happen to know that I don't know the Duke or what the fuck ever he wants to write an autobiography or something. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to write an autobiography. You should go talk to him, but don't bring it up unless he brings it up. But I know he's looking for it. (laughs) Yeah. So like, that guy's like, excuse me, I have to go talk about some business, very important business, business. business, business. And he like walks away. And then the the knight's like, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, now that nerd's out of the way, what's good, yeah. sugar tits? Like, that's his whole yeah. attitude. Yeah, it's like jock energy, but like in a fun way. I loved it. Yes. But she's like, yo, dinner is ready. So nice. Thank you. But you know. well, animals are the only things he stuffs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he stuffs two different ladies in this movie. Well, we'll get to a stuffed animal in just a second. And three different animals, I think. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think so. And we do find out from the guy that was telling you about the author that Marianne has rejected everybody. Like, she is not having it. Yeah. Or her brother sabotaged, or her family sabotaged it. Or her family sabotages it. It might be mm-hmm. that because her brother's... Not Ooh. great. He's, her brother's got some real Lannister vibes. Yeah, real yeah. real Crimson Peak action going on. <laughs> anyway, so they're telling a bunch of stories about cryptids at the table, and I was like, this sounds like a dinner party I would love. 
And he's telling about <laughs> this furry fish from the Americas. And I was like, does he mean an otter? <laughs> and for a hot second, I was like, if he brings out an otter and is like, look at this furry fish, I'm going to lose my mind. Look at this furry, furry fish. fish. It cracks shells and stuff on its chest. <laughs> you should see it play with hoops. That's They are really cool with hoops. I know. It's fun. Anyway, he brings out a box with literally just like fur in the shape of a fish. <laughs> and I had to look this up because he gives it like a name. It was a common legend at the time that people would say this was a thing that existed in the Americas because the water was cold. I prefer my fish shade. <laughs> well, fish don't grow fur and he made it up and he's just like, see how good of a taxidermist I am? But also all these fake animals belong in storybooks. So it's probably just a fucking wolf. Like he's just shitting on all he them is for fucking being with scared. Them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, he is sort of like making fun of them on some level. Yeah. Yeah. No, on all the levels. He's like, it's like, no, nah, I'm mean, fucking with you. Except for, what's the dude's name? The Marquis? The Marquis? No, no. Well, he likes the Marquis, but the other guy, the guy who's like, He's fucking with us. So. Oh, yeah, that oh, guy. Oh, Vincent right. Castle? Yeah, Vincent Castle. Cassell? Castle? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That guy. But, but it's Marianne, It's Marianne's brother. Yeah. Is the guy you're talking about, Mikey. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which uh, you sort of know he's the villain the whole time. Immediately. Because his face is so pointy. But, like, I still dug it. They do some Chekhov's gun type stuff. Oh, all yeah. the, Like, they, yeah. they set up a line, and it comes back in the last 20 minutes. It does. Throughout the whole film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with his shots he's like i mark my shots you're like okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. okay yeah even at the very end i was like oh shit this did start in the french revolution <laughs> <laughs> will you join in our crusade come along and shoot some wolves we are shooting at them running and they won't be live again yeah it's, it's a lot of that the one thing that doesn't come back in this scene that i loved is when the poet is like i've composed a poem about the wolves to the wolves! To the wolves! Oh my god. Even in French, I knew this was bad. And everyone is just like, looks at him just like, keep your day job, bro. Like, this is just unnecessary. Boo! <laughs> I do love that they respond like they just heard a terrible poem. Like, no one even pretends like it was good. Yeah. They start snickering. I know. Yeah, they're just like, who invited him? <laughs> like, why are you speaking to me? <laughs> Poetry is a tough art, and if you're going to bring it to the party, it better be perfect. Like, it better be amazing. Set to music and called a song. Like, what are we doing? I mean, it depends on the party, what kind of party it is. True. Okay. I have a hot take. The aristocracy. The aristocracy. That's how you say that word for sure. Yeah, buddy. I kind of, it kind of looks like a nice life having dinner parties every night, just fucking around. Like, no one would ever argue that the aristocracy was not a nice life. Yeah, it's great to be rich, Mikey. Like, that. Of course. It's great to be rich now. I just wish we had as many dinner parties now as we did back then. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I agree with that. The The death of the dinner party is a crime. Yes. Because even the other status, you know, like even the bad guys had their dinner party. You know, everybody's having dinner parties. I feel like dinner parties hit kind of their peak in the 50s, 60s, 70s, where they were making wild gelatin shit and getting ripped shit on just like grain alcohol. Everyone's dropping their keys in a glass yeah. bowl when they walk in. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. That was the peak of the dinner party. I made fish sticks in the oven for the first time because frozen food is new. What's up? Ooh, gourmet fish sticks? Yes. 
TV dinners in metal trays. It's no wonder a lot of those people died of cancer. Yeah, it was in the walls. <laughs> anyway, they are all going to go out on a huge hunt the next day to try and kill all the wolves they can in hopes that they kill the main wolf, which I don't love. It's very sad watching the wolves. And it is, from what I could, because I did look to see if any animals were hurt, it does not seem like it. It seems like it is some creative filming, but, ooh, it makes me sad when they shoot at the wolves in this scene. I don't like it. Oh, you never see a wolf, like, get shot and fall down, like... You see them running. You see them like flipping. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't. But that's not real wolves, Paige. I don't think so. I think I think those are pelts or so. Yeah. yeah. The uh, whenever you're seeing like real actual animals, the camera like pans up and then you see like to them shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you don't see the bullets actually hit anything. I think the wolves were like having a great day on set, to be honest. Like Let's they're hope just so. like running through a field and like through the forest. Just doing wolf shit. Yeah, they're just doing wolf shit. Yeah. But on the way to the hunt the next day, first of all, Marianne shows up and he's just like, oh hey girl, let me tell you about all the stuff I saw in America. And her brother uh shows up and is like, so I see you're a hunter. And this is where we find out that her brother lost his arm or at least that's the story we get because he was attacked by a lion yeah while he was in africa and then he has since come back from africa but this is where he introduces the whole like i only shoot silver bullets because i mark my kills and hunting is like the most important thing in in his life because you know he's rich and yeah dumb like i i don't know like if i if i didn't have any hobbies would i be a hunter no no it's not what i would choose if i had more money than i needed to like live the rest of my life i would i wouldn't get into hunting but well back then there was one a lot less people a lot more animals and they ate most of the shit they killed that's true. so i mean like hunting yeah i mean yeah yeah yeah. like i'm not i'm not saying the efficacy of it back then i'm just saying like that's not something i would get into but also like we have way more things to be able to do. I'm just saying people be needing tapestries, and I feel like tapestry is more my skill set. Oh, for you, for sure, yeah. Or kitchen. C- cooking the things that people hunt. I would hunt the peasantry. <laughs> this isn't hard target, Mikey. Mikey, this is exactly why you would have been murdered in this French re- Revolution. Oh, I would. I'm smart. I would have got out in the country a little bit before that because I was like, oh, I smell the winds of changing. Time to cash out of this country. He'd be like, I'm not the aristocracy. And they're like, he can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, to America, where it definitely won't exist 200 years from now. To America, where the rich and the poor are equal. Yeah, exactly. Wink. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a king. Wink. Time to go to the most free place on earth. 1784's Louisiana. <laughs> Yikes. Um... Anyway, this is one of the first places where we get a whiff of our main character's super fuckboy energy because he's like, well, I'm a libertine. That means I love and I like love freely. And she's just like, you just met me. And he's like, oh, I wasn't talking about you, bitch. Like, it's very much the vibe of when a dude it is like hitting so on good. you and you're like, no thanks. And they're like, I wasn't even asking you. And you're like, you what? You just did. He's quick witted. He's quick witted. He's he's nagging and I don't like it. Well, 
it's too soon to say you love someone the first time you meet them. So he had to say someone else. It, it absolutely is. But it's all he's also very much like, I'm hitting on you. I'm hitting on you. I'm hitting on you. And when she's just like, are you hitting on me? He's like, why would I hit on you? It's some bullshit. Don't fucking do that to people. Just say what you mean. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, he was hitting on her. He just didn't love her yet. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Then he shouldn't say it. Because he denies hitting on her. He's like, no, I don't know why you even think that. And I was like, you bastard. He's French lighting her. He's French lighting her. <laughs> it's where you light, but it's mostly powered by butter. <laughs> so they find the ruins. And Manny is like, people have died here. I can hear the cry. Because he, we established later that he can hear trees. And she's like, oh, yeah, this was an old Templar thing. And this is ultimately like the bad guy's lair, right? We come back here. This is where they arrest everybody at the end, and they are yeah. doing, like, a ceremony here. I don't think it's their lair, though. I think it is sacred to them. I would say it's a meeting. It's a, a meeting. They're having a meeting. Yes. Okay. Because that makes a lot more sense, because in the end, when he goes to, like, fuck up their lair... It seems like it's this place, but then he walks inside and the walls are decidedly more modern and not just rubble. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, they're like, there are wood walls in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that that is the same place. Okay. It's probably close, but not same. Yeah. So, but this is where we establish that Manny doesn't like hunting and Manny has some sort of connection with wolves. And the white wolf that seems to follow them seems to be connected to him in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And which is why the knight stops her from shooting it. And he's like, it's just the wolf. It's not a monster. It's not going to hurt us. And then we come back to the group where they have killed like a metric fuck ton of wolves. Like so many fucking wolves. It looks like 30 or 40. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. Poor babies. Well, I mean, yeah, I have to like, no joke. When I see this kind of stuff in movies, I have to tell myself like those wolves are having a great day on set. They're just running through the forest, you know? And then yeah. when I see all those, I'm like, all those are fucking fake. They are. Yeah, uh, no, for <laughs> sure. For sure. But I was just like, because well. it is real sad. Real sad. I do like that. The wolves at the end get their revenge for being the scapegoat. This whole movie though. That so so good on those wolves. Good on them. Uh, one of the haunted houses. I went to this year I went to this place In the woods And it was like Really creepy But each Each haunted house Was a trail in the woods And like some of them Were very long And then like Halfway through One of them That's been terrifying Out of the darkness Walks Joe Exotic <laughs> <laughs> just this dude who does a spot on Joe Exotic impression and it was so funny and then you go through his like you go through his, his zoo and there's like a little spot where it's a zoo it's like a person being dragged away with a cat it was really funny was, was one of his earrings hanging on for dear life oh yeah <laughs> It was a good. Was he wearing the special emergency jacket? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It was a good impression. He's a bad person. Yes. <laughs> That's why it's okay to mock him. It just wasn't I was expecting after like the killer clowns. It was like, and then Joe Exotic. <laughs> well, killer clown. <laughs> so they all have like a party after the hunt. And this is where a lot of the racism comes to yeah comes in into play because and you kind of have to remember that people at this time had been told wild things about America and the indigenous people there and a lot of them are just not true not true at all but that's what they've been told and so they're asking things like are they technically people and you're like of course they're people like what or like are they cannibals no of course not like all of this has been wildly misrepresented. Someone says, well, they can mate with our women, so they are 
human or whatever i was like what is being discussed why is that like the defining characteristic for you it's crazy well then manny manny, manny claps, claps back, back man because manny's like and he says all women look the same when the candle turns off and i was like damn yeah, basically in the dark it is what it is right manny Fucks. Manny does fuck. You can tell. How, of course, he's the best. Listen, as much as this is a joke that's just for people who personally know me, I hated that the awesome Native American guy was named Manny. I remember because he's the one uh, who uh, yeah. cheated on your girlfriend with. Yeah. Yeah, cheated on you. My brain is smooth yeah. today. I don't, <laughs> he was but part yeah. of the cheating. Seduced your girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. He was the mannequin that came to life and fell in love with your girlfriend. Yes, exactly. Got it. Yeah. If he had the same energy as this Manny, I would just shake his hand and walk away. Be like, good job, bro. Mikey, I would have high-fived him. Trust me, he did not. That's why... It only lasted a month after they were official. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. That's a long time. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Mikey, you have real Dracula, like, about to move <laughs> to England for the summer energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, real vampiric fuckboy. Vacation all I ever wanted. <laughs> Vacation gonna suck some necks. Paige, fucking genius. I loved it. So... This does still get really racist because they also talk about black people here as well. Because again, this is slavery is yeah. still a thing. These people are awful. Yeah, you know what I'm about getting it on <laughs> because you're a bunny. Mikey has turned himself into a rabbit, and so clearly <laughs> he fucks like rabbits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, but this is where he introduces the idea of, for lack of a better phrase, and I hate to. Because this movie does not treat it with reverence. The idea of spirit animals, like a connection to an, an animal spiritually. And totems. Yeah. Totems. Uh, and he kind of gives everyone their own. And I do think that he's just like fucking with people. Because he oh, he's like, yeah. you get a deer, you get a snake. And then the guy that who's been a dick to him this whole time is like, and you get a pig. <laughs> like, yeah. Screw you. Um, but Vincent Castle's character comes up. And it's just like, what am I? And he won't do it. And I think it's, I think that he can sense that there's something off because of his very pointy features. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, Paige. He has been taking their hand yeah. and then like giving them their spirit animal. And he just couldn't do that with Vincent's character. Well, he has one hand. Take my good hand. Oh, <laughs> I think it's leprosy. Can we talk about it? I think he has leprosy. That's the one the the lion attacked. No, no, no. I think it was he had gang. I think he really did. He did get gangrene on that arm. It just looks all fucked. Up. Oh, okay. He should so, cut the nails though. Yeah. I don't understand why he doesn't do that. Yeah, I got to trim them suckers back. Or why he hid it in the first place. Get a nice set of Gelex. A little bit of like hard gel over natural nails. Maybe some fun nail art. A little bit of hollow glitter. Like you could really make it nice. He had to put. The priest wrapped his right hand up because of his whole, like, fetish. Oh, maybe that's why. I don't know why he was wearing the corset, though. I knew I know some men did at the time, but. No, he, he was wrapping the arm around it like this. Yeah, because he had to wrap the arm back. Oh, I guess. Yeah. But then why does he keep wearing it once the arm is free? Because it's fashionable, baby. Because well, he, he had to fight. 
He's got to fight. He cuts it off to rape his sister, and then he cuts it off again to fight the guy. That was the only two times. He leaves it on to fight the guy. I know, but you can't. It takes too much time to take off completely in a fight. You just got to get your arm out. Have you never worn a corset, Paige? Of course, it takes too long. Yeah, Paige. The only options are to cut it off of you. Of the three of us, pretty sure I've worn the corset the most. Definitely the most. Yeah, I chose my words (laughs) carefully. How do you do I? I wore a cummerbund. See, you've met my. Sorry, what? I said I wore a cummerbund once, so I know what I'm talking about. That's not not it at all. It's so similar, though, Paige. It's so similar. Yeah. It's not not at all. No, not at all. I still think Mikey doesn't know what a cummerbund is. Uh, I have a whalebone cummerbund. Oh, my God. The thing you tape on the front of the suit. Nope. Did he just say you tape on the front of the suit? Yeah, he did. I don't know what he's taping to his suit. With With straps. With straps. <laughs> no. On that tux. No. Let's, okay. It's, yeah. it's not. I don't understand how you still don't know what this is. It was right here. Oh, God. Mikey has some real I was never in show choir energy right now. I did go to prom. I didn't wear a cummerbund to my prom because I wasn't a fucking nerd. I didn't either. <laughs> oh, I thought. I wore a vest. Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> a vest in the color of her dress. You know oh, yeah. Saying? Match it up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after the party. The Marquis is like, hey, that castle is fucking drafty as shit. I know where we're going to go sleep. And then they basically live at this brothel for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like for a big portion of the rest of the movie. The Marquis good for it, baby. Yeah, yeah. But it's also the safest place because their only ally is also there. They don't know that. But yeah, you're right. Maybe, but it's, it's not safe from like syphilis and stuff. <laughs> This is an old-timey, no-condom-ass brothel. You mean Mikey's type? Yikes. <laughs> this is like a redeeming love-level brothel. Yeah. The oldest profession. But So they go in, and he literally walks past everyone to the back room where Monica Bellucci is like, I'm expensive. And he's like, I've got money. And she's like, not money expensive, like soul <laughs> expensive. And he's just like, well, now I extra want to do it. Yeah. She's a good sales lady. And there's a like full blown, full nude sex scene in the middle of this movie. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. I do love that she like they're getting undressed or whatever. And they're doing the Indiana Jones thing of like, where'd you get this scar? Where'd you get this scar? Yeah. And then she pulls a knife and gives him another and then says, now you'll remember me. And he's just like. And then drinks his blood. Licks it off the knife. Yep. Which I feel like is a choice. Like, oh, yeah, you're risking cutting your own tongue, right? Like, I would not do that. I do think he does an internal pros and cons list with the two ladies. And I believe this incident has to be far (laughs) up on this. Well, and even though Monica Bellucci is working for the Pope, she definitely has some like witchy woman vibes. Yes. Okay, but also think about this. The Pope is paying her to be his spy. She's also making money off of him. What is she doing with the extra cash? I don't know. Keep on now. It's, you know. Is she allowed to tithe it? No. There's like so many rules here. <laughs> she must have to. She Catholic. She retired and has been living in Patagonia like a queen for quite some time now. The real, real Dread Pirate Roberts. No, she heads back to Rome. She is like a true believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She literally goes back to Rome and gets another assignment. And I want the continuation of her life. I want those movies. Yeah. With her deadly fan. Oh. Yeah, oh, where she slices somebody's neck with a fan. This whole movie turns into Soul Calibur the last 15 minutes. Oh, it does! Oh, yes! 
<laughs> You're right. Yep. Anyway, so she she licks the blood and he's just like, hell yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, freaking naughty. Yeah, real freaking naughty. <laughs> and as they're like, like mid romp, they hear a scream because apparently some of the other sex workers are afraid of Manny's tattoos. Personally, pro tattoo. I would, oh, yeah. I would have, I was like, this is a selling point. Thank you. <laughs> I definitely understood when, when the, I guess, madam of the house was like, does anybody, is anybody willing to go have sex with Manny? One of the ladies was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Because he's like in really good shape. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. I, I feel like that woman is, is the meme of like, I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. <laughs> yes. I feel like it was already awakened. She like seemed <laughs> super excited when she walked in saying, I hear you're a wizard or something like that. I hear you're a wizard. <laughs> She's like, I've never seen this before, but now that I have, I'd like to see it all the time. Thank you. I'd like to see it on top of me on the floor. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are super racist and awful. Uh, but <laughs> you're right. She, is like I hear you're a wizard and I like those chess drawings meanwhile we cut back to the room with the knight and Monica Bellucci and she's looking through all of his drawings and she's like well would you draw me and he's like that depends are you a bad girl <laughs> I was just like Ah, yes when haven't we talked like this sometimes <laughs> in our life guys <laughs> let's be adults here come yeah. on we all know what's happening <laughs> I was just like, yeah, she's been a very bad girl. And then she. I was like, God damn, this movie's French, and I'm here for it. It is. French, praise kink, tattoo kink. I'm here for it. Love it. Let's go. Hell yeah. And it's also like a lot of fighting, so it's got like masculine energy that I'm not usually feeling around French films. Well, my favorite is he's like, are you a bad girl? And to respond, she just like uncovers her boobs and leans back and then it crossfades into mountains that are the same shape as her boobs. And you see sort of her face too as the camera goes up over the mountains. Yeah. I was like, that's actually a really cool like fade out. Like I dug it. There's some cool camera shit in this movie. Yeah. No critiques on the boob mountains. No. So (laughs) after the boob mountains, they're like weeks have passed and winter started. We still haven't fucking found anything. Because he's only being paid to do the taxidermy when it's done. (laughs) Yeah. He's not doing nothing. Dude's not super motivated to do anything other than hang out at the brothel he's living at. Yeah. And so they go to church and he's still trying to hit up Marianne. Yeah. And the church is just like. The children are dead and the entrails are pulled out because we've turned away from the Lord, which doesn't really make sense at the time. But then once you find out that this is all a weird conspiracy and that dude's in on it, then you're like, ah, he's in on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, they're like, okay, two kids, a guy runs in. He's like, oh, my God, my kids are lost in the mountain because of the beast or whatever. And they're like, we got to go find those kids. And he's like. We do, but hang on just a second. Hey, yo, girl. <laughs> just like, hey, Marianne. He does have to holler at that girl real quick. You're right. Yeah, he does. Hey, hello. Uh, hi. When can I be alone with you? And she's like, 10 days from now. And he's just like, 10 days? And she's just like, look, I'm not as free as you are, okay? Like, Yeah, and she didn't mean that as like, the availability of her schedule she meant like her personal freedoms yeah right her mom and her brother like watch her like a hawk and control her day to day the only reason she has this opening is because her mom and her brother are going somewhere else so she she'll have like the day alone at the castle or whatever yeah well she'll have the day alone at the castle but her brother 
who's still around, is at the brothel. Ah, uh, okay. But also in the like the Beastmaster cave. Anyway, so they go out looking for the, those kids, and Manny, kind of guided by the white wolf, finds the girl yeah. in like a little bunny hole. Because there's very cute bunnies. The other kid is very dead. Very, very dead. Yeah. So Ate dead. his face up. Yeah. Looks great. Like, again. Had some work done. Yeah. Effects, phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> but they come back to the castle and the Marquis is like, yo, hey, army dudes, your traps have caught more people than wolves that we have had to then treat and they've been injured. Your men have roughed up people and people don't like it. And you haven't fucking caught this thing. So what the fuck? And then they turn to our taxidermist friend and they're like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't think it's a fucking wolf. Like wolves stay away from humans and rabies would kill them too fast. And so like. Well, and also at this point, he's found like the the steel teeth or the metal tooth or whatever. Oh, yeah. The steel tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Iron tooth. Yeah. yeah. So like he knows it's something man made is involved. Right. You know, I don't think he suspects it's a lion wearing like this tank armor cloak thing. I mean, that'd be right. a very good guess. Oh, yeah. Considering he doesn't even really know what a lion is. It'd be an almost impossibly good guess right but the dude does talk about doing lions like hunting the lions in the beginning he does yes yeah they do get a letter from paris that's like you fired for like the whole army and they're like no one's allowed to hunt until this guy the king's I, he has a crazy name it's the it's like the real army he comes with the real army i looked it up because it has a very specific name and it was like the king's private guard okay so like yeah they show up to try and catch these things for you meanwhile he goes to back to the brothel for the end of the night and she's like i can tell that you are thinking about something you're kind of concerned and he's like yeah first of all marianne and she's like yeah you talk about her in your sleep and, and he's like, but also her brother creeps me out. Does he, have you ever slept with him? And she's just like, no, he doesn't like to be touched. He just kind of stands around and watches and drinks, which, hey, for some people. That's what they're into. That's their thing. Yeah. That's their thing. It's also weird, though, because, like, I, I guess, like, he doesn't want people to know he has that fucked up arm behind him. I think that's why. I think that must be it. Yeah, is his arm still alive? Yeah. So he doesn't want to be touched, which is, like, a weird thing to keep secret, bro. Like. I'm sorry your arm got messed up a little bit, but it's still like in good working condition. Just like if you're embarrassed about it, like buy a glove or some shit. Well, it's implied that there's something supernaturally wrong with the arm later. Okay, well, I guess that's what it is then. Yeah, but I would say now, granted, maybe he saw how they reacted to Manny's tattoos and was like, they're definitely not going to take this well. Maybe that's <laughs> why. I don't know. But I feel like in my, I, like, and, and again, not personal experience, but my understanding of history, etc. if you had some sort of ailment that would prevent you from easily procuring sexual satisfaction elsewhere, it seems like this purchasing option would be the intercessor in that scenario. That, okay. I was thinking the same thing, right? Because- yeah. yeah okay whatever but or maybe he just likes to watch baby i mean he might be into it who knows yeah who knows 
This is Mikey from Harvard, and I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvard in here. <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? <laughs> Mikey, you've said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Anyway, I think he's spying on the night. Yeah. Is the big thing. Same. Yes. But this is where he falls asleep and he has a dream that she's trying to kill him in the mirror, which I don't know where that comes in what it means because it turns out that she's just a spy for the pope so who knows what this is about it's just a weird inclusion oh it's the king's uh harcaboussier 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 his um his private guard so they show up and the guy that they sent to hunt the wolf is a terrible man like he's bad he tries to like immediately assault the bath lady like literally Awful. like gropes her breast and tries to pull her into yeah. the bath with him and then like when Very she like Very French <laughs> Yeah and then like when she smacks him and walks away he's like what I was like, what? Bro. What did I even do? And you're like, everything. You're awful. Yeah. Qua. Yes, Mikey. Qua. <laughs> uh, we cut to nighttime in the hospital, and we can't quite tell who it is, but we see someone hovering their hand over the girl that they found in that bunny hole and then pouring some powder over her face. And at first you're like, oh, somebody's snatching souls and shit and mm -hmm. poison. But it turns out that it's Manny and he's just trying to heal her. And she actually does wake up and she's just like, hey, I remember what I saw, but it was not a wolf. And also there's a man with it, with it controlling it. And they're just like, what? What? <laughs> this is the... The first time <laughs> that we have heard about this extra man. Well, Manny has a secret medicine in his uh, bracelets. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel better with a nice bracelet on. <laughs> I do love a bracelet. I did like how they shot her 
like retelling of what happened to her and her little her brother. Yes, because it is shot so it, it instead of her like telling the story, we see her sort of start to tell the story, and then it cuts to her in these scenes. But it's sort of like a dreamlike state, sort of kind of blurry. Yeah, you know, like when you're scared and you're remembering, but maybe it's not quite clear. It was really yeah. well done, and then we don't have to have like this whole like. Story told by a, a child on screen, right? Right. We're shown yeah. it, which is always way better. Always way better. Uh, but we immediately cut to the guys from the army have come back and they're like, we killed it. I don't know why it took you guys so long. Like, <laughs> come on and do your taxidermy shit. Literally the day, the next day. It's literally the next day. Yeah. And of course he comes in and he like looks at the, the wolf and he's like, this is just a fucking regular ass wolf. Uh, the, the thing that's hurting people would have to be like, Twice as big and whatever. Yeah, yeah. We measured the bite just like Jaws earlier. Yeah, but the head douchier or whatever it is, like he um is like I know it's not like the wolf, but like be chill, bro. You've got to make this look like it is the wolf, so we can take this to the king and show it off, and everyone calms the fuck down. Yeah, he's like now we're in a conspiracy because the king asked me to do this. We're under orders. You're included. Also, read this book. Read this book. Look, <laughs> you were maybe in the car behind the wolf, and then you had a gun you weren't used to, and it went off, and now this wolf is dead, but we have to make it look like this other guy shot the wolf from over on this boob mountain. So just be chill, bro. Yeah. Uh, but we do see Manny kind of come over and like almost not comfort, like mourn the wolf. Because Wolf is his animal, and that's very sad. Yeah. But we get a wild montage of a wolf, of him taxidermying a wolf. And you're like, all right. And he's not happy about it. Like, literally every step of the process. Like, yes. he's stuffing it with literal hay, and then picking out the eyes. It's like, yeah. It's crazy how detailed this is. Very detailed. Uh, and then Monica Bellucci shows up to be like, Hey, they killed the wolf. And he's like, they fucking didn't. I stuffed a regular wolf to make it look like a wolf. So let's drink to treason. And she's just like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. While they're drinking to treason, somebody steals his drawing of her tatas and absconds with it. You mean mountains? Her her mommy mountains. <laughs> mommy mommy mountains. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't I don't like it at all. Mommy mountains. I love it. <laughs> Mountain milkers. Nope. No. No. Paige, it's getting worse. All of it's, it's getting bad. worse. Wow. Misty mountains. Paige, you would have done really well in a bar in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, I still I would still do good in a bar. Yeah. Anyway, he goes to see Marianne the next day, and they're like, "You cannot come in. <laughs> she does not want to see you." And he's like. What the fuck? Why? And he like pushes his way in. And I immediately was like, oh, she found out about the sex worker. Her brother took the drawing. And of course, that's exactly what happened. And she's like, you once gave me a present. Now I'm giving you two. I was warned about your kind. And he's just like, no, listen, let me explain. And this is where I was like, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> I've been sleeping with another lady this entire time. Yeah. I don't think he was sleeping with Marianne, though. I think it was just like courting her. Right. Right. Yes. It's. I mean, is having a side piece while you court your true love so wrong? It is. It Yeah. I think it is by today's sensibilities, Mikey. But I understand what you're saying that at the time it wasn't so weird, right? Right. Well, it, it could, yes, also be weird. It was not considered respectable. 
It was considered rakish. It's not considered respectable now. I'm not saying that. No, I know. But I'm like, you're courting someone, which means that you have like stated an intention. And so to then sleep around is is considered kind of not being a man of your word. However, I do think it was very common. Like it's also a a plot point in season one of Bridgerton. So like, you know. I love that I for sure know as soon as they got on that boat to Africa at the end, he was like, I never had sex with her, babe. She was the Pope's spy. So like we were just like conferring what we knew with each other. And we were like, you know, relaying it to the Pope. We were having Bible study. No, 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 no. I don't think he lied to her. I think he was like, she taught me some things that I need to show you. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good way to spin it. Would you ever, I don't know, say lick my blood off of a dagger? He got really into blood play, guys. That's what Mikey's saying. No, I don't think he liked that part. I'll be, I'm not going to lie to you. I think if he disliked it as much as you disliked it, Mikey, he would have maybe stopped. Yeah. But he kept going to her. He would have said pumpernickel, which is his safe word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliens or whatever his safe word is. I'm not saying I would stop going to see her. I'm just saying I wouldn't like that specific part. Okay. I feel like if somebody did something during sex that I really didn't like and like really didn't like, I would first of all have a very conversation of like, we're not doing that again. Oh, yeah. But also I would be like, also, I don't think I want to have sex with you again unless I'm sure that's never going to happen again. (laughs) He said that then he had two glasses of wine. He starts texting her and he's like, yo, you up? And then he's like, bring that dagger. Yeah, no, last time she stabbed me and like, like licked the blood. But like, she's so hot. And like, guys think like that. I mean, it happens. People think like that. Y'all are stupid. Mikey, I knew you were in your mind doing the calculus of, did I hate that? More than I enjoyed the sex. What? Yes, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, I knew where you were going, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there are tons of things that like you do for your partner. You know, like for me, it would ruin the sex. He'd be like, okay, this time I'm gonna search under the mattress while I'm on the bottom to make sure the knives not there this time. Make sure there's no <laughs> knives. I'm gonna throw all the. I'm gonna dump out the silverware. Throw all the knives out of reach. Uh huh. Maybe we can get her to meet at a different location. I don't know. Like he. <laughs> He was like, but man, worth it. I don't know. I feel like remembering it would also ruin the sex for me. I'm 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 a head game person in sex, so just like foreigner. Oh, I like a good head game. Head games. Uh, I meant the other. Oh, you meant yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I always bring a dagger for that. Oh God. No one likes a skewer. Or a surprise circumcision. Well, they should they should have said that first. No, I'm kidding. Pumpernickel, Paige. Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. (laughs) Anyway, so he's just like, no, like I can't. But he leaves uh, and goes to Paris where they unveil the most fucking metal taxidermied wolf fucking ever. It is dope as shit. You're right. It's like if Slayer taxidermied a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Quiet Riot's about to come out and play a song or two. It is that sort of metal. Come on, see this wolf. (laughs) Check out the wolf. It's a badass wolf. Hell yeah. Exactly. So you say you got a wolf in mind. Check out my wolf. (laughs) It's literally just somebody trying to get people to look at the wolf. It is a carnival barker at a werewolf display. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wolf, wolf, wolf. The 
they get that poet guy to do it because he was doing the woo. <laughs> so now he's just like, wolf, wolf, wolf. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Internal Affairs pulls him aside and they're like, hey, I don't know if you know about this banned book, but in it, it describes how to fucking do this to stop scaring people and whatever. And we find out later that, like, the other group is taking the same tips from this book. Yeah. The book is kind of a red herring, though. I thought they were printing that book, Paige. Like, they are, because there's a printing press and a letter tray. Yeah. So, like, they're printing it. So they're the ones disseminating and creating the book. Yeah. But it doesn't factor in well or make a ton of sense. It's kind of a red herring. A furry herring. It's it's one in the same. And for some reason, the castle is like, we're scared of this book, but we have not connected the two. Yet. Well, it's because the Pope doesn't like their book club. No, the king doesn't like the book. The Pope doesn't care about the book. The Pope is just caring about his main book, the one with two testaments and a couple Mm -hmm. extra sprinkled in. He doesn't want some bad PR coming out of this group that he may have, like, signed off on, and then they kind of spun out of control. Yeah, it's Opus Dei from uh, the Dan Brown novels. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Did you read those? I don't understand why you keep referencing them. Because I've seen all of the movies. I haven't read them, but I've seen all the movies. Okay. The books are fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I never caught. I I watched the movies. Yeah. I think the first one. The movies are okay. The books are very much like mystery, puzzle, little bit of the Bible, but also like, what if Jesus fucked? And you're like, I don't know why that's important but i'm excited about your puzzles i don't know yeah i read them that's part of the puzzle baby i think angels and demons is the better book it is by far of the two i know da vinci code is the one that got really popular but i think angels and demons was was more interesting anyway so the internal affairs people are like thanks for helping us kill the beast Mr. King says thanks. Thanks, Gaston, or whatever your name was. Oh, through the mist, through the, wind, <laughs> oh through the darkness. Of but they actually didn't do shit. They just, like, shot a wolf and turned it into a beast. Yeah, yeah, And also, Gaston's shoulders, like, the beast also got some shoulders. But, like, that's a shoulder. That's my favorite Disney. Oh, my God. Yeah, he gives her a library. Of course, it's your favorite Disney movie. It's pretty much Stockholm Syndrome for introverts. Like, of course you like it. He's pretty gruff. It's also one of the few that uh, was nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. The only one. The only one. Yeah, I think it's the only one still. But the animation on it still holds up. Like, if you go back and watch it, you're like, this is fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's pinnacle, like, 90s Disney. Yeah. Anyway, they're like, don't tell people it was fake and we'll pay for you an all expense paid trip to Africa. Africa yeah. But Ooh. you better hurry. Your boat leaves in six months. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get slimed and then you get to go to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference because you guys have told me so much about Nickelodeon in the 90s. Oh, yeah. They're like an all expenses paid trip to the Bahamas, which is actually just like a check for forty five hundred dollars at the time. Anyway, so we cut to the lady chasing her little baby sheep, which does escape and does not get eaten by the wolf thing, which I was good, even though the lady did get definitely killed by the wolf thing. And that was unfortunate. I mean, she essentially falls into what is a human trap. Yeah. And the lion in the tank coat eats her. Yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure they put that sheep there kind of as like, you know, like T-Rex bait when they put the goat. It is. I think so, too, because the the sheep is like calling out out and this woman is not heartless so she goes and finds and saves the sheep in her mind yeah and then she realizes that she was the sheeple all along oh no 
anyway, uh, her dog runs away. Doesn't warn anybody. Selfish bitch. I mean, it's a dog, Paige. It should run away. Come on. <laughs> we cut to church where Marianne is in church and Monica Bellucci shows up and is just like, yo. Those were my tits. We need to talk. <laughs> Those were my tits. Those were my mountains. We got to talk. Yeah. He spoke your name to sleep, so I know it's you. But like... He's about to go on a long journey. Don't tell him that we met, but like you'll lose him for good. We need to intervene, right? Yeah. The beast is not gone. He is in danger. You're in danger. We're all in danger. And then she leaves. And Marianne is just like, what? Don't talk to me. <laughs> but so we cut to Paris where the Marquis has tracked down the knight and Manny is just like, Yo, it started killing people like immediately again after you left. So like. I think it was like two days. Like it was very soon after they left. Right. And they're like, we're not supposed to go back because like the king wants this kind of like, you know, done. Yeah. So like the, the king's plan was to kill a wolf, make it look like the, the dire wolf or whatever they're saying it is. And now like the rest of the population, like news will stop paying attention to it. Yeah. I mean, of course that area will still know what's going on, but they're going to like catch and kill those stories before they get out. Yeah. 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 But also, like, who cares about peasants dying? You know what I'm saying? It's that kind of attitude that, like, 30 years later is going to get this marquee murdered at the very end of this movie. <laughs> he was on the good side, too. But I also, <laughs> from an economic perspective, because those peasants work the land which then finances the kingdom, or at least this little, like, serfdom or whatever you call it, you really don't want to lose too many peasants. No, you if you if you're really gonna target the attack, target like the purge, you know? What do you what do you mean by that? Non productive members of the serfdom. Oh, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, that's why it kills women and children. Oh yeah, okay. It didn't it doesn't understand what women do. Who does? Where do babies come from? <laughs> oh, good lord. Anyway, so he's like, No, nah, I'm not gonna go back. And they're like, mm, your girlfriend misses you, and he's like, All right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. And I do love that, like, they're like, Manny, you should come too. And Manny's like, yeah, like hugs them. Yeah. And you're like, bro, they were dicks to you. <laughs> like, well, Manny's a bro, man. He, like, him and that one guy are brothers. And they're like, he's like, let's fuck up France together. And I guess that's what they're playing. Let's plan. go fuck up some fucking wolves yeah. and France. Fuck the French. Yeah. Anyway, so they arrive and they're like, okay, so where should we start the hunt? He's like, you guys start it. I'll meet you later because ladies, <laughs> because multiple times in this movie, they're like, we should start the hunt for the the thing that's killing a bunch of people. And he's like, I'll get right on that right after I get this dick. What? Like, it's just ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> it is ridiculous. So he goes to uh, her nanny's house where we will find out she has been been spied on, but she is there and they're immediately like making out. But no sooner have they started making out that they realize that the the beast is in the cellar and it just like orbs up through this floor. Just like, bow, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah, it jumps through the flooring. Yeah. Yeah. And like the house is collapsing. It's a whole thing. But this is where we first get like a real good look at it. And my first notes I just have, is it a dinosaur? <laughs> because I was just like, what the fuck is this? It doesn't look great. Like the CGI stuff doesn't look great. It doesn't look great, and it does stop before killing her. Like, it gets close to Marianne, but it never kills her. Like, it leaves her alone conspicuously. Once it can smell her, and it's posited by her brother later that they share the same blood, so it smells the same. 
which I don't know how lions work, so maybe. No, 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 no. I think they just live at the same place and smell the same. My cat stays away from my husband if he uses a different kind of paint than he normally does. So I feel like that's an immense amount of loyalty (laughs) to place on an animal. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to them practicing in the castle courtyard because he gets away, she gets away. They're practicing at the Marquis Castle where they're shooting pumpkins. And in my notes, I just have smashing pumpkins is in this <laughs> because it was too late and I had to do something goofy. So I didn't have an angry day. So I get it. But they're just like testing guns on pumpkins, pumpkins that seem to be full of like orange slurping. I don't think they were actually pumpkins, though. I think they were like, this is going to sound insane. And I apologize. Pastries filled with gel on some level because the instant they get hit with any weapon because they're being shot at they have a crossbow they're shooting at them and then manny is throwing knives and axes and anytime any one of those weapons hits it they explode so do you mean within the story there pastry or do you think that's what they did on set that's what they did on set right i think the marquee had his baker bake like fondant Pumpkins that are filled with jello or gel or something. I think this is maybe just a practical effect that didn't quite work, although they do mostly look like pumpkins. Yeah. But there is one or two that look like they are pumpkins full of orange Slurpee. Yes. Anyway, this is where they get a crossbow that they never use again. That's pretty fun. No, he uses it. The marquee uses it. The marquee gets got almost immediately. I know. When they're up on the ledge shooting at it, when it's on the ledge, that's when he shoots it with the crossbow. And then when he jumps down, he immediately gets bit. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> but also, you it takes so much to reload a crossbow. And you see him doing it in the scene we're talking about. It takes like a tool that you have to like pedal like a bike to pull it back, right? So once he shot that, Kita didn't have a weapon anymore. No, and they're like, "That's that thing's super fucking cool. And he's like trying to reload it again. But this is also where we learn that Manny don't do firearms. Yeah. He throws axes and it's fucking awesome. But so they ride into the forest and we cut to what appears to be like a dog fighting ring, which actually makes me really sad. Yeah. But they have like dogs fighting the beast and i'm like no oh no no meanwhile our our trio is camping out in the forest and he for lack of a better term helps the marquee go on like a psychedelic journey the (laughs) night before the hunt (laughs) yeah i thought this was hilarious because i got the impression that they were doing like or he manny was doing like mushrooms or some hallucinogenic peyote something like that yeah yeah something i don't know what it is but something and then he is like hey i'm gonna give it to you marquee and the marquee's like cool and he gives it to him and the marquee's like I don't feel anything. And then immediately he passes the fuck out. I loved it. It was very funny. My favorite is from this point on, like the Marquis passed out. Manny's going to go basically Rambo through our enemies. This is where the movie starts to get awesome. Like it's, yeah. it's wild before. This is where it really picks up. Yeah. I will say I wished Manny would have manifested some more teamwork, you know, because when he wanders off by himself, it is his own self he has to blame. Well, and because literally and he's like set traps for the He has his own predator movie in the middle of this movie. Yeah. And he like discovers their hideout and he does pretty fucking well, like killing that fucking beast, throwing knives, everything. 
and then like he just gets outnumbered. Thirty people murder him. Yeah, yeah, yeah thirty yeah, people yeah. murder him essentially, including that witch lady. I mean, he starts holding his own, and like I think could have gotten out of there had he not been shot. Marianne's brother not shot him in the back of the head or whatever. Yeah, back in the back with a silver bullet because. What we will find out is when the knight goes to investigate, he finds that silver bullet and he's like, I know who the fuck did this shit. So he shows back up like full camo faced out like Arnold in Predator. And we're watching the the epileptic lady like she's doing this dance where people are throwing knives at her and she's dodging them. Yeah. Wild. She's like dancing under the knife throws. It's really cool. It, it's dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope. But so he starts shooting like fiery arrows and stuff to basically startle the horses. Yeah. Then he jumps into what is essentially their dog fighting slash torture chamber. And he just fucks shit up. It's awesome. Like for it's implied that he basically kills as many people as he can kill until it's almost dawn. And then he's like, okay, I got to go cremate Manny because that's what his belief system dictates. Yeah. It's, it's real fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. He had the chance in this moment to like end the movie. And he was like, Nope. Got to bury my dead friend or not bury him, but cremate. You got to burn him. So he joins his ancestors. Yeah. But as he's wandering around, he sees a lot of what I will call, satanic panic adjacent random shit oh yeah but then also some white people's attempt at african art in this thing which is basically like it's the brother there's a lot of cultural mismatchups here yeah it's not great uh so he cremates manny and then people show up to be like who would have thought the french are gaudy oh everyone uh, yeah me he he cremates his friend and then he immediately gets arrested. He goes through all the trouble of cremating his friend. Correct. Like shoveling his friend's ashes into a box. Which they make him drop. I know. I was going to say, like, he he gets arrested and he's like, this is ridiculous. And then someone hits him in the face with the butt of their rifle, knocking him out. And then he drops the box of his friend and it goes everywhere. Yep. But we cut to him in prison where they feed him weird food and Monica Bellucci comes to like, it seems like interrogate him. But this is where she's like, by the way, I'm a spy for the Pope. And he seems to be choking and dying. And she's just like, see, it wouldn't want to be yet. And you're just like, did she just kill him? Like, what's happening? Technically, yes, Paige. Yes. Killed him like the apothecary did in Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Well, she talks about this poison, I think, in one of their little sessions. She talks about it. She says that the way that Florentine women keep their husbands as they poison them in the morning with an antidote at night. So basically it's like, I think what she is implying is that you make your house so pleasant in the evening he would not want to leave. Right. Anyway, so we cut to Marianne is like, hey, I heard you guys put my boyfriend in prison. I kind of want to see him. And they're just like, absolutely not. He killed a fuck ton of people. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, well, they did murder his friend. And they're like, his friend's not a person because they're awful. Because they're super racist. Yeah. They're super racist. <laughs> and they're like, but even so, he definitely died in his cell. And she's just like, what the fuck? So they bury him that same night because he looks very dead. Yeah. But Monica Bellucci and her two cronies show up and dig him up immediately well they have to because he's not really dead and she's gonna bring him back yeah she's gonna bring him back now we cut to marianne's house 
or Marianne's brother is confessing and crying that he has improper thoughts about Marianne. And he's just like, I don't know what to do. She's got to like come with us. It's a whole thing. So they're going to poison Marianne to kill her and get her out of the way. And he's like, don't eat the food, Marianne. They're trying to poison you. She's like, why would they poison me? He's like, I'm going to tell Gilligan about this. <laughs> oh, a three hour tour. He's like, don't eat it. It's poison. She's like, why would they poison me? And he's like, because I want to fuck you so bad. <laughs> and you're like, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a, this is a terrible scene, man. It's terrible because he does end up assaulting her. And oh, yeah. It happens off. Like he tackles her and we cut away. Thank goodness. But it's it happens like it, there is no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we hear her like screaming and st it's not great. It's pretty bad. It's not good. But it's it's after the strangest arm reveal I've ever been a part of. Yes, because he like Nicholas cages his arm out of that corset and he's like something happened to me and like now I have control over this thing. And she says someone else came back from Africa. It was not you. This is the implication that there is something supernaturally off about the extra arm and whatever. So we cut to our knight is alive. He's Ramboed up again and he just shows up in the middle of their weird like neighborhood watch cult meeting. I love this though because he's like, I know you. I know you. I know you and I know you and I know you and fuck all of y'all. Yeah. I'm going to kill everybody. Did we talk about how like their their order is called like the the Brotherhood of the Wolf or whatever. It's like yeah. the, the title of the movie or whatever. Do we talk about that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just briefly. But like. They're wearing wolf masks is what we're talking about here. Yeah, it's very clear in this scene. Yeah, well, which look like lion masks. They don't look like wolves. It's a whole thing. But he's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, fuck <laughs> yeah. you, fuck you. I'm taking everyone's scalps. And that's exactly what he does. He just cuts off the top of a bunch of people's heads. Yeah. I do love when he jumps down. Someone like takes a gun to shoot him and he literally flips over the bullet. Yeah. I was like, no notes for this. Love it. No notes. Then Monica Bellucci literally just slits somebody's throat with a fan and they're just like, you're all under the rest. It's like, by who? The Pope's secret police has just showed up. It is. No, 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 no. It's the captain they dismissed the first time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was also in on it. Like, it's that guy. Yeah. But... It literally gets down to just him and Vincent Castle. And Vincent Castle's like, oh, you don't fucking want none. Here's my freaky arm and here's my bone sword. <laughs> my bone sword that for no reason also becomes like a chain with spikes on it. Like a spiky whip chain. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's real fucking good. But then it can also retract and just be a bone sword again. Like, I don't understand the physics at play here, but I was here for it. Yeah, it looks like a giant spine. It looks like the spine of like a lion or something. It's in a video game. Mikey, this felt very Prince of Persia 2 to me. Now, this is in Soul Calibur. I think this, this sword is in Soul Calibur. I didn't realize that he was in it. And then the other dude just spins his swords all around yeah oh you mean helicopter swords yeah yeah he was like a lawnmower blade fighting this dude i was like what is happening brother but mikey you were absolutely right because like soul caliber definitely has those giant rectangular swords that then turn into like a whip yep. kind of like may whitman's belt in scott pilgrim just like boom yeah anyway they fight and it's awesome until he like slits his throat and then he has like his whip sword 
like that is like locked around a dagger and he accidentally like flips a dagger into his own chest and he's like i'm united with marianne forever and we're like oh shit is marianne dead <laughs> like we lost track of that somehow well i mean it cut away when he was just assaulting her right so we don't know but i mean he definitely is capable of murdering her like he is a bad dude yeah well and they found her like unconscious yeah. we don't but we don't know if she's dead or not uh, but yeah. Monica Bellucci's like, come with me to Rome and we can have so many adventures. And I'm just like, yes, give me that series. But instead, he's like, I want to settle down. I've lost my manny hood. Oh, yeah, he's very sad about it. But also Sardi, Sardis, uh, the like head priest of the like neighborhood watch is on the run. And she's just like, the wolves will get him. And that's exactly what fucking happens. And it's great. I love that. It's great. But who should show up at the marquee? Who's like, hey, sorry, I got immediately owned in that fight earlier, but Marianne <laughs> is dying. Please come help. So he goes to see Marianne. He gives her the powder from Manny's bracelet, which he took off of him before he cremated him. Yeah. Actually, I think the bracelet got stolen. Yes. And he stole it back after he murdered pretty much everybody here. I think he takes it off her, Ma Marianne's brother, I think is who has it. I think it. so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he does use it the way Manny used it to bring the little girl back. Right. He uses on Marianne. But then it's very confusing because the Marquis is standing by the window and he turns into an old man and then he looks back and they're just shadows and then their shadows disappear and you're like, okay, so did she die? And he's like, he went far away to America and you're like, oh, shit she died and he went to america and he's like i don't know time to get uh murdered by the revolution now and so he just walks out in a sea of actual extras with torches yes yes it's awesome yeah fucking awesome he walks through the fire and he's just like hey i had you know, like he invited me to come to america with him but i had to stay here and build the land back up because so many people died but like we found out that he again, I guess Vincent Castle had brought a lion or some other big cat yeah. back from Africa. And then it had cubs. He kept the strongest cub and he trained it. And then they put it in armor and then we had to go kill it. But we were the only ones that knew the truth. And it was very sad that he he shoots it because he does pet it first. It's still very, very sad. Yeah. But and then he's like, but I think about him and Marianne often. I never saw them again. And then on the boat, we see the Marianne's alive and we're yeah. like, that's new news. Uh, and yeah. they scatter Manny's ashes off the ship, the brother wolf. Yeah. And that's, that's the, movie. the movie. But it's a it's a real fucking ship. Like they're yeah. on a real old timey yeah. ship. Yes. This movie's expensive. With like a, a helicopter shot around a real yeah. ship. First at day and then at night for no reason. Yeah. They're like, we rented the helicopter for six hours and we wanted to show you that. Yeah, just full Vietnam arcing helicopter shot. What's so great about that is because now I could do that shot if I was just on the ship with my drone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like the amount of money that shot cost 20 years ago is like a hundred times more than it would cost today. And that's so cool. Yes. Anyway, so having seen this movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about The Brotherhood of the Wolf? Loved it. It's wild. Yeah. It needs a healthy trim. I feel like it's got a lot of such good elements of it that are so fun. We just want to get to them faster. So if you just streamlined, this movie would be insane, like still crazy. But very fun. Hard disagree. I think the side quests <laughs> are absolutely necessary. This does not need to be almost three hours long, it Mikey. It does. It does. This is almost as long as Midsummer. Yeah. 
and it's so much better than Midsummer <laughs> because it's uh, the side quests are so good. It builds all these characters and crazy plot lines. Uh, it's amazing. I do feel like we are watching the director's cut of this movie. Yes. And I like the director's cut, but I do think like if we got a more trimmed, what I would call like a classical theatrical cut, I would love that one. Right. Because it does feel a little bit long and maybe this is just because, and we are recording this on a holiday, but both Paige and I had to work all day today yes. and we have to work after we're recording this that yes. I was like, Okay, come on, let's get to the story, man. I, I got so much to do today. I got so much to do, please. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to like work while I'm second screening, but I'm also yeah. taking notes and I'm like, I'm going to have to like record <laughs> and then go back to work for an hour. Yeah, no, Paige, I fully understand. So like, I do think, had I watched this in the theater and just like been able to be immersed in that moment, I would have loved it and not cared about the length. I do think... The director's cut, as I called it, is good. Like, I did really yeah, enjoy yeah. this movie. I feel like the thing keeping me from, like, enjoying it and fucking loving it is about 40 minutes. <laughs> Which I do think you could easily cut out and not honestly lose most of the side plots. Like, I think you could keep almost all the side plots and get rid of a lot of the slow-mo and you'd be good. Hard disagree. You two people can't sit still for long enough to, like, every movie is too long. You want, like, a 20-minute film every time you watch also, a movie. You're the one that same, complains about movies being long. Same, same criticism every film. Every film, you two. Cut out this. Cut out the too long, too long. Broken records. Like, let's just, like, I'm going to enjoy living in this world for three hours. I, I cannot enjoy living in that world for three hours, but I can enjoy living in that world for two hours. If your movie is going to be two and a half hours, it better feature Tom Bombadil. Come on. Those like, movies are also too long. <laughs> I did really like this movie. I thought it was great the length it was at. But yeah, I dug it. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I have a few, yes. Well, it is with your fun facts. Wolfie the wolf fun, fun facts. facts. So to prepare for this role, uh, Mark DeCascos, who plays Manny, who you have definitely seen in other things, the dude has had an amazing career. He's done a lot of stuff. Oh, you mean the guy who was in Double Dragon? Yeah, but he learned how to ride a horse. He studied Mohawk culture and he became fluent in French because he's not French. Uh, he is part really? Hawaiian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he does speak French. He speaks French throughout the film. Yeah, I think believably in this, he speaks French. Yeah, he is part Native Hawaiian uh, and he's American, basically. So very cool. God, that's yeah. Honestly, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, there was actually a beast of Gvaudin. I can't pronounce it. I couldn't even understand when they said it in the film. Uh, this region in France. And it was wolf-like, and it prowled a couple different regions yeah. during the years 1764 to 1767, which is when this movie is set. It killed about 100 people, but part of the reason they Whoa. couldn't figure out what it was, they're about 99% sure that it was just a big wolf. Um, but it kept killing people in bizarre circumstances that almost seemed like it was tracking them or trapping them or setting traps for them. So they're just like, this wolf seems too smart. <laughs> we don't know what's up. <laughs> uh, but they did eventually kill it on accident, we assume. So uh, most of the primary characters are based on actual people that lived and existed during this time. The one yeah. exception being Manny. Manny is kind of an amalgam of a bunch of different people. Okay. Um, let's talk about distribution. So. This movie was not made in America, obviously, and uh, Universal paid about $2 million for the rights to distribute the movie oh, in the shit. United States. And I will cut past what it goes on to gross in its theatrical release, but 
it did a handful of DVD releases and DVD sales. There's a couple different versions on DVD before eventually getting sold into streaming rights. But because it was like sold to a couple different places, that's kind of complicated some of the rights over over the years. Yeah. The people who translated this for the subtitles uh, believed that no one outside of France has any sense of French history. And you know what? They're fucking right. Uh, but so they <laughs> omitted some of the actual very, very specific historical references, most notably the one that just says uh, the revolution has swept the land. Now, in the version we watched, it actually had the original and it said the revolution has become the terror um, so the DVD versions had had swept the land, but because Amazon redoes a lot of their transcription, ours actually had the revolution has become the terror. Yeah, that's why some of the syntax is a little strange in the actual um, captions for this. Yeah. So the spinning swords, the spinning blades, the lawnmower blades. Yeah, the lawnmower blades were accomplished by having him hold a knob attached to the hilt of the swords between his fingers. Oh, yeah, you can almost see it. Yeah, you can definitely see it. Now, this is also the film debut of Gaspard Ulil, uh, who is, goes on to also have a pretty uh, prominent film career of his own. Um, you've definitely seen him in stuff. Who was that? He appears in a non-speaking role as a little child with his face covered and then appears again it's at right around like 44 minutes and 28 seconds and then 44 minutes and 58 seconds. He's in the hospital, I okay. believe, is what it is. Uh -huh. Now, the whip sword specifically was inspired by Ivy's whip sword from Soul Calibur. See? You're welcome. Yeah. It is specifically Soul Calibur. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, this gained a lot of popularity. It became kind of a cult classic. And so they actually restored it in 4K. And the year that they restored it in 4K, it got selected for the 2022 Cannes Film Festival to basically re-show it. Okay. I didn't see this in 4K. I would love to see it in 4K. I Yeah, I think in 4K this is actually, like, it might make the CG look worse. I'm not sure. But the special effects for the creature were a combination of computer-generated imagery as well as puppetry and animatronics designed by Jim Henson's Creature Shop, which is why when it's up close and people are, like, touching it, it looks good, but when it's running from a distance, it looks fucking terrible. And those are your fun facts. <laughs> well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think this movie cost when it came out in 2001? 2001? Yeah. 20 mil. Okay. 30 mil. Mikey, you're very close. It was $29 million. And if you had to spend that money today, it would be $50.4 million. That's what it is. When adjusted for inflation. Now, this movie didn't do amazing in America, but it did get a theatrical release here in the States. It uh, premiered June 1st that weekend, but it was only in 37 theaters and it was 28th at the box office. It did pick up a little bit of steam in subsequent weeks and got eventually up into 404 theaters. Uh, but the highest it ever got in the box office rankings was the weekend of February 1st. That weekend, it was 16th at the box office. But to put it in time, the number one movie that week was Black Hawk Down. Then Snow Dogs was two. Number three was A Walk to Remember. Number four was Count of Monte Cristo. And number five was A Beautiful Mind. And then there was like 10 other movies and then Brotherhood of the Wolf. Uh, but what do you think it made domestically at the box office? 15 million. I have to recuse myself because I actually know this one. Okay. 
Uh, Mikey, you're close. It was just over $10 million. Actually, it was pretty close to $11 million. Uh, This movie made way more money internationally. And um, I'll just go ahead and tell you, it made like right over $70 million worldwide. So it was $29 million to make, made $70 million little bit over that so it's, it did pretty well in theaters I, I i really wish that they would like just redo the cgi and then re-release this because i think it would do yeah. i think it would have a good run like it's a good movie but i do think it made money but that's your box office so mikey do you want to hit us with that scary scale yeah our scary scale listeners scale of one to ten how scary you found the film or one example is ghostbuster our 10 example is texas chainsaw massacre page i'm gonna give it a two just for the really really good practical effects okay like the dead bodies yeah the dead bodies did look really good i'm gonna give it a two as well but mainly for the scene where the peasant lady falls into the human trap and like that's a pretty tense scene but it's not it's not super scary like it's not you could get through this yeah i'm gonna give it a one i've seen it a lot i saw it a lot i used to watch it in college a lot when we were doing homework and stuff and like side screening it while you're doing homework well and then you could put the dub on instead if you're like doing other stuff and like it's a different experience as well. <laughs> is it fucking? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure it is. Yeah. And that's our scary skill. Yeah. So this week you guys made us watch Brotherhood of the Wolf. What are you making us watch next week? It's listener request. Oh yeah, that's right. And this month the listeners, their final four for the you know werewolf vampire theme were Underworld, The Howling, Silver Bullet, and 30 Days of Night, which technically would be a revisit, but we didn't have Paige on that last time, so we that was eligible, I should say. I can't believe we haven't done any Underworld movies, by the way, guys. Anyway, we have not. And in their infinite wisdom, the listeners decided that we should continue our streak of not doing Underworld movies, and they chose <laughs> for us to revisit 30 Days of Night. I am actually very excited about this, because I've never seen this movie. I'm, I'm excited to get your feedback too, on it. because... I love that movie. I remember it being scary, but like a good, like cool take on a vampire movie. But I remember being very scared by it. There's another cool take of a vampire movie with um, William Dafoe and Ethan Hawke that I would love to do as well. Daybreakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I haven't seen it, but I saw people mention that one during the listener request, like when they were whittling it down to the final four. I looked a little bit up about it, and apparently there's like, they, they have cars that like all the windows are video screens. So they can drive around during the day? Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, so your homework for next week is to watch 30 Days of Night, possibly for a second time, and revisit 30 Days of Night with us. But this time with Paige. Yay! (laughs) So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Not yet. Well, while you're looking one up, I would love to read a comment that someone left under one of our most recent episode. In fact, I'll just read one from the Dog Soldiers episode because it's the most recent one that came out. And this one comes from Pitbull, and I can only assume Uh-oh. that's Mr. Worldwide himself. Oh my God, he knows we exist. <laughs> and they say, I have a degree in veterinary medicine and paw pads smell like Fritos due to the bacteria that grows in between the toes. It produces a yeasty smell, which I do remember talking about on the Dog Soldiers episode. We did. So possibly Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. Thank you so much for that comment. And if you want me to read one of your comments, leave us a comment on Spotify under the episodes. Mikey, so whose review are you going to read this week? Dana C357. Well, what does Dana C357 have to say? Podcast role models. Oh, okay. Y'all are the best. Heart growing 
emoji with the one with the three hearts <laughs> around it. You guys know what I'm talking about? Okay. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I've been li- yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to this show since some of you sounded a little different, and I can't begin to express what a positive, integral part of my life you've become. Oh. I was a horror virgin starting on this journey, but now have become an avid fan of all the scary stuff. The humor, honesty, and vulnerability you all share weekly with us is so special, and having HV in my ear has gotten me through many a dark time. You, Your hard work, genuine kindness, and love for your listeners is seen, felt, and appreciated. Uh, they have a PS, which I didn't look at. PS, another major podcast I used to listen to had a major drama and huge take up with their hosts. Oh, uh, yeah. My first thought was maybe they should have handled this Highlander style. Work for Paige and Mikey. <laughs> five oh, stars. No. I will be, first off, thank you so much for the awesome five star review. We appreciate it. And if you want to have Mikey read your five star review, leave us a five star review. I'll say this if anybody benefited from the Highlandering on this podcast, it was fully me. I'm just going to say that I had an alibi. At the time, yes. Anyway. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including Tim. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been, like, driving her crazy this week. So how's her teenager been driving her crazy? Well, she trained a cat and then put it in armor, and it's been killing a bunch of the villagers. It's just been romping about the town they live in. Yes. And murdering all the peasants. Yes. That sounds like a peasant's problem. Burninating yeah. <laughs> the countryside. Yeah. Well, you know. Tia, I hope you can get that sorted before... I don't know. Somebody calls the legal authorities in your area. Uh, This episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch some videos. So I'm going to steal your screen right now so we can do just that. This video called Family Guy. How many fourth graders can you take on? I have a feeling, Mikey, this is for you. Oh, it's the podcast episode where they start to do a podcast on Family Guy. (laughs) So, Mikey, how many fourth graders do you think you could beat up at once? 
How old is fourth grade? Can we talk about that? Fourth grade is fourth grade is nine and ten year olds. Okay. Yeah. How many nine and ten year olds could you fight if they attacked you at once? Not like the bad the bad guys in this movie that kindly attack one at a time. If they all came at you at once, how many fourth graders could you beat up? I, I, I on a straight up fight, at least twenty. I love those kind of numbers for you. Emotionally. Oh, pa- don't have <laughs> Paige, how many how many fourth graders could you destroy emotionally? Oh, just give me like a whole like weekend with their dads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if that's how we're playing this, maybe five. But like, if you gave me an entire auditorium of them and I just forced them to confront their own mortality for an hour, oh, I think I could do a couple hundo. Hey, fourth graders, let's talk about what happens when we die. Nobody knows. And then you Nobody walk out. Nobody knows. And by the way, your parents <laughs> are all going to die and you're going to have to take care of their funeral expenses. That's We're just starting. We're just getting started. This is a TED Talk about the worst parts of being a grown-up and there's nothing you can do to avoid it. I hate this. I can only imagine if I was a fourth grader how much I would hate it even more. There you go. But Jonathan, thank you so much for the thought-provoking video you sent us this week and for the support, obviously. We now return you to another well-thought-out and researched episode of The, the Patreonicals. Okay, so last week, uh, everybody's tires got flat and so uh, the bad guys went back to their base we're mad on the gesture, cartwheels over to Edward, Emotion Joe. Emotion Joe. Emotion Joe, baby. Emotion Joe. And, he, and um, he is like, we have got to make a new plan. And so they're like, they're they're coming up with a, a really good plan. And Wes, the handsome dude, comes up. And then what they do is they, they're like, you failed us, Wes. So they start scarring him up with a knife, with a dagger, like Mana Belushi style. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And they're building a giant thing that we can't quite see. It's fuzzy in the background, so cut away from there. Oh, uh, and the, the intrigue. They're also building stuff. So Libby gets out with a mechanical arm, and she's mechanical arming. And then uh, <laughs> and she's like, we got we to gotta get it together, everyone. And uh, Isaac brings up his, uh, he's basically driving Mad Max's car. Yeah. Like the straight up. Interceptor, the, the the interceptor that he drives in the movies, because that's nice. it's a cool. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna tweak this car. Kate, uh, she rides shotgun with Libby now. She they've been doing some modifications to the cab of the giant pickup. It's like a train. It's like a, it's like a land train. It's like a couple a couple of trailers on there. And they got little cars. Karun and Natasha have added to their school bus and made like towers at the front and back where some of their children. They've got. 20 or 30 children now 10 of them are in go-karts that keep up with the with, with the, keep up with the train and they like fight I, I love that i love this yeah the rest of them driving little rc cars on yeah, the bus yeah. but they're driving little uh-huh. rc cars that explode yeah the big train is main manned by little blue kids as, as like helping them out they're like all they're helping they're keeping the mechanics alive their little fingers hell yeah Aaron has built uh, like a bow and arrow tower at the back of the the train. Perfect. Uh, like a little hunting tower. Perfect. I love it. Uh, Dreskel, uh, since he lost his Iron Man armor, he goes up to James Airy, who has his own little big car, and with with Sex Caliber taped to the top, and he's like, "You two are my only friends." And then Sex Caliber is like, "Why don't you make a flying machine so you can get back to it?" So he ends up pulling a bunch of shit out of Jay's pack. And flies that little flyer from Mad Max, like that one guy does, like the little tri, the little <laughs> mini helicopter. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh huh. And so he builds that, and he's gonna do that. 
uh, Allie the Mermaid, they were able to get a bunch of water last time, so she is in a tank in the middle car. Uh, Bo Easy is just outside of her tank. He he cries because he's, he's like, this world is dangerous for you. We have to get out of here. Cure your mermaidominism. And um, <laughs> I didn't realize they were on a mission to cure her mermaidonism. They're not. He is. Oh, he's trying to he's trying to cure her mermaidenism. Oh, he's already done. They they are banging. You know what I'm saying? Like they're together. Well, okay. Question though. Yeah. She's got a fin, right? How how does that work? Hold your questions. We don't have to get into all this. Actually, now that I think through the uh, objectification of our Patreon, I don't really love this. Actually, I don't. I don't really want to get into that. Yeah, let's back away. I've never. Yeah, I've never sexualized our Patreons. Oh yeah, you haven't for sure. That's been Paige. Jeremy and his sexy missing toe sucking on the <laughs> nub. <laughs> yep, Mikey's never sexualized any of our patrons. Yeah, yeah. You just said the words sucking on the nub. Of his missing toe. I love that song, by the way. It's it's one of my favorite Journey songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, He's feeling lost because he doesn't really have a purpose in this world. Uh, and so he is in the first car. And he has just been like with River Moon, and they've been like have a little garden in there where they grow food for the group. Uh, and you know the water the water recycling car has a mermaid in it, and so it's like everything everything's just getting real weird. But he's like, I don't know if I want to just grow plants, and he's like, I'm missing a toe. I used to have laser eyes. I used to be helpful, and he's just like really not happy. He's like, I used to be the shit. What happened to me? It's almost like the creator forgot about me for a bit. No, I didn't. And uh, <laughs> Sunzi, he's still on top with the speakers. So he's on top of the middle car with the speakers and playing the guitar with the flames and all that. Uh, and like his up there, also Mr. Rage Bomb, he lives on top. They've got like guardrails and stuff. So you got, you know, you got a lot of people up there and he does his fireworks and stuff and shoots down birds with it to feed the group. And it's just like, it's just like a lot going on. And, right? um, yeah. and then uh, Motion Joe, he's like, I've got a plan. I love that it was Emotion Joe, and now it's just Motion Joe. Edward Motion Joe. <laughs> Edward Motion Joe says, saddle up. And so like all his, uh, he's got a bunch of minions. I don't know what they do, but he's he's all fucked up. He sprays paint all, he sprays paints their faces silver. Of all Hell that, yeah. Like the move, yeah, he's My going for it. So they, they got, they're, right, they're getting no. up. They're like, we know exactly where they're going. And like, I don't know where they're going, so we're seeing what's happening. So they're gonna they're yeah. they're about to have they're about to clash again, and that'd be next week. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out where exactly and how exactly they clash in another episode of the, the Patreonicals. That's gonna be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey, and I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye, Brotherhood of the Mikey Nerds.